Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday, and thank you for joining us here on the Best Ever You Show. We have a really special guest with us today. We have Barbara Ann Mojica of littlemisshistory.com and bamauthor.me. Uh, and she's all over the uh, internet and social media, which I love on Facebook, Little Miss History Com, and Twitter, B A M Author, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Goodreads, everywhere where you want to find author and historian Barbara Ann Mojica, she is there and she's very engaging and also an Amazon top reviewer, which I love. And I'm very grateful for Sally Huss for making this introduction so that you could be on Best Ever You today. So welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, uh, interesting. I, I give this, um, we're a live podcast, so I make sure and say that to everybody out there um, who's feeling very stressed right now and not so blessed that as you're listening to us live, please remember that we are not a live source of information for COVID-19 and, or coronavirus. And please, if you're having a true emergency, this is not a show to call in. And the nature of this show isn't that, but I know we've been doing um, shows about stress, anxiety, what to say to kids, college students, high school students, and so forth these past 10 days or so. So, um, but if you if you are calling for those purposes, um, please make sure that you follow the, the community guidelines. Uh, we are not a 911 or live source of information. People have been kind of calling here and there. And um, our website, besteveryou.com, does have some links to all the latest information on the coronavirus and so forth. Um, but really um, make sure that you follow up with CDC and, and all, of those, all of the true and trusted resources for your information in regard to that. Because we are not going to talk about that today, right, Barbara? <laughs> We're going to talk about children's no. books today. <laughs> but as um, as podcasters and media and so forth, we've been asked to kind of give a little bit of a of a speech before our shows and so forth about uh, where where to redirect people. Um, so th- thank you so much again for for being on the show. And I want to um, I want to just kind of dive right into your books if we could. And for those frustrated that you can't see us right now, I think we're going to follow up with a video, maybe like a Facebook Live or a Zoom or something like that, where we can kind of see your books and so forth. But um, for now, I would just love to know like what your books are about, where people can find your books. And um, I even want to know what your favorite one is, if you'll tell us. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> What's my favorite? Uh, that's like asking which one is your favorite child? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't, I really don't know i have a um, a couple of favorites i mean i really <laughs> well okay i i really like the sequoia national park book uh because that one not only has history but it's a bit of a science lesson as well um uh, 
I talk about the um, the trees themselves a little bit, about how they grow, uh, what can be made from them. And then I also discuss the uh, environment because, um, unbelievably, Sequoia National Park is the most polluted national park, uh, which you would, would not think, but uh, no. because of all of the pollution in the valleys, you know, the, the diesel trucks and the smog and the... Uh, it, it, it's actually at some points healthy to uh, to be in the park, and they post signs that it's unhealthy to be there, which is really so unfortunate in a beautiful national mm-hmm. park. Um, I uh, really enjoyed doing the North Pole book. Um, again, that one is history, um, but it also has a bit of science in it. Uh, I talk about the animals, I talk about the seasons, I talk about a little bit about geography, latitude, longitude, and then, of course, I, I give the history uh, of, of how the whole evolution of Santa Claus, um, and I talk about the different countries, because it's it's interesting that um, the North Pole, of course, it's it, it's in international waters, but there are actually eight countries that have territories in and around the Arctic. So I talk about the different countries. I I talk about the flag. So, again, it's a little bit of of a lot of things. Uh, Some of the books are are a little bit more, uh, you know, strictly historical, um, like Ford's Theater, of course, that, you know, I talk about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln um, Mm -hmm. and and Ford's Theater itself. Uh, But then again, of course, I talk a little bit about theater and and theater history. So, um, you know, it's kind of a a broad experience and, and in all of my books, I want children to have opportunities to go in different directions. So I talk about things that are not as well-known. For instance, in in my uh, Intrepid book, I, I have a book about Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum. Mm-hmm. And in that book... Um, I talk about some of the people that are not well known. Like uh, the, there's uh, one one of the people featured in the book is, is Alonzo Swan Jr. and he was one uh, of the African American sailors who were who was on the boat, and he stayed at his post uh, during a kamikaze attack and and, and helped rescue uh, other sailors. And then he was given uh, a bronze star. Uh, but he he really deserved uh, something a lot more than that, and it was 50 years later that he finally, uh, you know, received uh, the recognition that he that he deserved for that attack. So um, I, I talk about you know well-known characters like you know when I talk about uh, Sequoia National Park, and then I'm talking about well I talk about John Muir, but um, a lot of children don't know that John Muir was a pacifist, and he even went to Canada during the Civil War uh, to avoid the draft because he didn't want to fight. He was a pacifist. And um, I, I talk about people like Hale Dixon Tharp, which nobody ever heard of, but he was actually one of the first settlers uh, in the park. So, um, I, you know, I, I try to give kids uh, insights into people 
that, you know, we don't all hear about. They're not the major, major players in history. But um, I try to let children know that we're all characters in history. You know, each of us is a part of history. The day we're born, we become a part of history. Uh, and and history is about people and places, and, but it's not just famous people and places. It's ordinary people who get up every day and go to work and go to school. So... Um, that is so well that, put. That's a little bit about the focus. I love that the second you're the second you're born, we're all part of you're part of history. I really love that. Do you do you mind if I like quote you on that? That's a great quote from you. No, <laughs> or do you say that all the time? <laughs> that's the first time I'm hearing it. Could be. I, I love that. That's, just, that's so well put. Well, my my uh, character, you know, my character, Little Miss History. She narrates the stories, and she's a cartoon like character. Mm-hmm. Um, and her famous her her. her favorite saying is if you don't know your history you don't know what you're talking about uh and that that's really what i mean we have to understand where we've come from in order to know where we are today and in order to prepare for where we're going in the future because history isn't just well if you learn history you maybe you won't repeat your mistakes but it's it's all about using what you've learned uh, and to learn from it and and to try to take you know other avenues. So um, mm-hmm. do do you notice that people are either history buffs or they aren't? Like do you, do you notice the sharp like it kind of like people either know their geography or they don't or their history or they you know or their math or they don't. Do you see that? Do you see that or do well, you see? I think. Yeah, maybe, but I think a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, here in the United States, anyway, history is largely ignored uh, in the curriculum, at at least in the early stages. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when I was growing up, um, I did have history as part of my curriculum. It wasn't the most exciting subject for most people because it you know the the way it was taught where you had the textbook and and you read a paragraph from the textbook and then okay you, you memorize the facts about these people um but today uh in the elementary grades the the focus is on reading writing and math so for uh, you know as as a former teacher and administrator i you know i've spent many many years in the schools and um it it's really you know upsetting that you know children are saying you have to you have to learn to read and write first now you, that does make sense but then when you think the emphasis is all on the testing and what did they do in the testing they present children with information pieces to read or write about. And the information pieces are about things that have happened in history. So, But children have no context. They, like, you know, they really don't know how to place these things because they're not reading about them, they're not hearing about them. Uh, same thing with civics. It's really not taught in the schools at all either. So it's it's not until children get into the late elementary or grades or even into high school that that they even have a formal, you know, 
course in history. So I, I think that that's partially the fault of, of, of our education system that people maybe aren't interested in because, you know, they, they don't have much of a background in it. I thought I think where we are here in Maine, our our elementary school um, did, and again, it's just my experience with one school, but um, did an incredible job teaching American history at a very young age. We had White House tea parties where uh, all the kids in the class dressed up like as characters and um, stayed in in the character and the part for various things. And um, I've seen them do some very clever things to. To teach history, and I, I know when I, I was a kid, I'm older, I'm, I'm almost 51, I remember distinctly in second grade, they gave us almost like a, and it's a second grade level, but um, characters in history to like research, like go find a book about this person or two books and mm-hmm. read them and then talk about them and so forth. So interesting way. So I love what you're doing because it, it teaches it in such a, a, a better way to digest maybe for kids. So um, was there a, was there a, a moment where you came up with this idea where you want to share with us? There's got to be well, a point where I, you're like, Hey, I've got an idea. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I've spent 40 years in education uh, I actually I started teaching when I was 20, and mm-hmm. uh, I I began teaching in a, a regular elementary school uh, setting. I, I taught a lot of the grades, uh, second, third, fifth, you know, uh, even seventh, and uh, then I went into special ed. I, I became interested in special education. So I went into special ed, and I worked for quite a few years with special ed preschool children who were severely delayed. Then I became a special ed principal and an administrator for a large school system. So I, I kind of had a smattering of, of different experiences, like, you know, curriculum and um one-on-one teaching, you know, even working with really severe children. So all of those things taken together gave me kind of like a wide range of experiences in the way different types of children learn. So um, when I did retire um, from formal teaching, I – I missed it, <laughs> you know, of course. And <laughs> yeah. um, I hadn't had that much of an opportunity to teach history per se uh, because I did work with a lot of really young children. So I wanted to kind of combine my two passions, uh, you know, the history and kids. And uh, I thought, well, it would be great to write a series of books for kids, but I really didn't have a clue how I was going to approach that. So I'm married to someone who is an illustrator and an artist, and he's been drawing since the age of five. So he said to me, well, why don't you have a character to narrate the story? Because, you know, I wanted to make it fun and I wanted to make it exciting. So he developed the character for me. And, um, the, the cartoon-like character, Little Miss History, is based on a younger version of me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love to travel. And as a, 
as a child, I didn't do too much traveling because my parents didn't have a lot of extra money for travel. But as soon as I got uh, old enough to go out and, and start working, I started traveling. <laughs> so um, I've been all over the world. You know, I've been to about 35 countries, and I've been to more than half the states, and I and I love to travel. So... I combine that, and the character my husband came up with is is a younger me. I used to I used to like to hike a lot, so mm-hmm. um, we came up with this kind of camping slash park ranger type of outfit. So Little Miss History wears this this kind of camp outfit that's a, a brownish color similar to the park rangers. And she wears pigtails. I used to wear pigtails a lot. And um, she wears these oversized rose-colored glasses. And that kind of reflects an an optimistic view of the world. So she sees the world through rose-colored glasses. And then she wears hiking boots. But my father had huge feet. So the hiking boots are oversized, um, kind of in memory of my father. So that uh, people always ask her, well, why are those boots <laughs> so big? So big. <laughs> That's where they came from, and no, it makes no. the character funny, too. And my husband exaggerated the ears, you know, to make her look uh, more cartoony. Sure. So uh, that, that's how the character came about. And she's like uh, this kind of teenager who who goes around the world, you know, looking for exciting people and places to explore. And uh, she narrates um, all the books. Uh, so right now there are, I have uh, 12 books in the Little Miss History Travels 2 series. And, and I have a, a coloring book also, which is a coloring slash activity book. So mm-hmm. in that book, um, we have some of the portraits uh, from different books, and they're done in kind of a grayscale so that if you use watercolor or you use pencil when you finish it, it it looks pretty professional when you finish coloring it. Mm-hmm. And I also have famous quotes from history in there, so... Um, that you know that book's a little bit different, and then there's one other book. Uh, I have one book that's a trilogy. What I did is uh, combined the three New York City books. Uh, I have a book on uh, Ellis Island. I have a book on the Statue of Liberty, and I have a book on Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum. And a lot of the teachers who use the books in the classroom. Uh, wanted to have the three New York City adventures in one book. So that book is called The Adventures of Little Miss History, and that has actually has three separate books in, in one. And I may do more of those as, you know, as time goes on around themes. Uh, well, you guys certainly have won some awards. That's pretty amazing. There's uh, how many awards have you have you received now? And, uh, and I know it's not a lot about awards, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, about two dozen awards. Well, um, they're um, they've won uh, uh, Eric Hoffer uh, 
author, independent author, book of the year, um, Bragg medallions. Uh, this is the Book Readers Appreciation Group. Uh, Readers' favorite awards, mm-hmm. um, the Book Excellence Awards, and most of them. Uh, most of the books have won in the category of uh, children's nonfiction or juvenile nonfiction. Do you think so? The book. The, oh, I'm go sorry. ahead. Sorry. No, no. Keep going. The so book. The, book that... the target age. As the books are. Picture books, per, in a sense that you know they're, they're heavily illustrated. Every you know each each scene has 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 illustrations, but they are all they are also for a little bit of an older audience. They're not for really really little kids um, per se, because the independent reading level is more of a um, four to six grade reading level uh, and the books most of them do have glossaries to explain more difficult vocabulary so the books kind of span a range and, and I, when I visit schools I usually do grades K to 6 uh, and you know I adapt the um, I adapt the material to the grade that I'm working with I'm going to randomly just sort of open up the phone lines here. So um, caller from the 704 area code, did you want to ask a question or are you just listening? Your your phone is live. Just listening? Hey, just tell. listening in. Okay, thank you so much. Right. I, I, I'd probably just take a few. I'll see, I'll, I might screen the calls, Barbara, <laughs> a little bit just to make sure people are. I don't have a producer with me today, and usually we put callers kind of in the queue in the background. But so um, I, if you want to call in, you can. It's 646-787-8537 to listen live or ask a question. Um, but I will open up your phone line live on air and ask you whether you're going to ask a question or not or if you're just listening. So I see a bunch of you, and I can just see people typing in, no, don't, I'm listening. So that's fine, too. Um do you, Barbara, I noticed that um, you are a huge supporter of other people who write books. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this show today if it weren't for the amazing Sally Huss. And um, I've had the privilege of collaborating with her on a couple of books here recently, one on food allergies and one on self-confidence. And um, it it just says something when another author recommends another author to be on radio shows or reviews their books or What's your what's your philosophy there? Because I think there's a lot to be learned from it. Well, I my philosophy is kind of we're all in this together uh, because the way the publishing industry is set up today, uh, most of us are on our own uh, as far as learning the ropes and. Uh, getting published and marketing especially which is a whole other animal uh and even authors who are with uh what we would say quote traditional publishing houses are doing most of the work on their own today so i've I mean i've learned uh, i've pretty much learned from my mistakes and uh <laughs> what i try to share with other authors because you know i've made most of the mistakes First, and then unfortunately, (laughs) uh, second. (laughs) And the same thing with marketing. Uh, It's just such such. uh, It takes a a huge chunk of your time, and uh, you know, most of us would wish that we would have more time for writing and and have to do less marketing. But uh, that's not the case. 
But I've done a few things. Um, uh, I've done some interviews and I've done some um, YouTube videos with uh, advice for authors. I I did a couple of videos with uh, another author uh, who is also a a teacher, uh, Christine Calabrese, and uh, we did one on um, tips for teachers who were interested in writing um, on YouTube that that's on my YouTube channel. Uh, and also I did one about um, book sign, you know, get setting up book signings and book ev- events, advice on what you need. But um, I found a great book. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't find it until after I had already been writing a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> of course. Navigating so. Indie World um, oh. by uh, Carol Roman and uh, Julie Gerber. And uh, that book is great if you're starting out. It it goes step by step, you know, what you should think about before you begin writing the book. And and then it goes chapter by chapter how to approach your book cover, how to approach your editing, how to approach um, your marketing, what to do on social media. That's a great book. And then, of course, there's the industry standard, the writer's, market book um uh right um writers uh, market for they they have a couple of different editions but um in the writers market books uh and that's done by Write, writers digest um uh, they right. it, that's kind of like an encyclopedia bible <laughs> it it's <laughs> yeah. huge uh, it comes out every year. You don't have to buy it every year because they update it, but there are minor changes. And it, it gives you a good um, overview because it, it, it tells you what the going rates are for different things. It tells you how to write an inquiry letter. It uh, it it has all, a zillion places where you can submit your book for an, um, an award or a book contest. Um, it lists things um, by um, it's such a good book. I topic, think. Yeah, you know, and, and it's a topic, huge, yeah. huge book. Uh, so, you know, it's a great uh, reference book to have. And I think, and I, I, think you know, I use that. Yeah, I think both of those that you mentioned are good for whatever kind of author you are as well, whether you're traditionally published or independent um, or, you know, extremely collaborative and, and independent or, you know, whatever it is. Those are those are good resources. I know I've I've um, I started out in when I was I, I approached one of my friends when I was about 38 and I said, you know, my goal by the time I'm 40 is to write this book. And that was my first glimpse into the world of writing books and so forth and it was a children's book and all this stuff and and since then I've traditionally published and independently published and I would say to anybody listening that um, the marketing is really the same pretty much (laughs) you know um, you know unless you're already super world famous but even then you're still going to market your own book a little bit too you know Um, but there's this notion, I think Barbara and Lynn, chime in and interrupt me here, but you know, like, Oh, I write, I'm, I've written this book. And so here's my world fame fortune and the red carpet and a, my private jet rolling up. And that's really not how it works at all. Uh, there is a lot of work involved with writing, writing the book, producing the book and marketing the book, whether it's independent or traditionally published. And um, the one thing I think 
people are always out for is um, everybody's always like, oh, I want to get this published by someone. And I think people fail to realize that sometimes that can be a one to three year process also from concept to actually getting it out the door. Right. And um, another good reason for networking with other authors is uh, learning how different people do things. Um, and yeah. one uh, one of the reasons I read so many books and review so many books um, is to learn what's out there, uh, you know, what other people are thinking about, what, um, what, what other, how other people approach things. People are brilliant. Uh, and people are absolutely brilliant, I swear. I, I do the same thing. I love other people's work, sometimes more than my own. I'm funny like that. Um, do, do you know what I mean? Don't you find people just fascinating? And what they can achieve I do. and do? I mean, I, yeah. I do. And there's so many different, you know, with children's books, a lot of the ideas are have been out there for a long time. Sure. But, uh, there are so many different ways to approach it, and uh, it's amazing how many fresh and new ways um, there are. Um, and and I, when I read all of these books, you know, I sometimes I, you know, sometimes I give people advice, and you know, and and most of the time they're they're really grateful for the advice, uh, you know. Or, you know, I didn't think of that. And and it's the same with me. You know, somebody would say something and I'll be like, hmm, well, that that just yeah. never even struck me, you know. So it's a great yeah. co- collaboration. And, um, and I, what I do with a lot of the reviews, not all of them, but um, I put them on my blog. I have a, a WordPress blog, bamauthor.me, and I – a couple of times a week I put some of the reviews up on my blog and I call it a family-friendly blog because I I review all kinds of books on there. Most of them are children's books, but some of them are books about marketing or um, a business. And I say family-friendly because, you know, some of them are for adults as well. Uh, And I, I post them as a, as a kind of resource for people looking for books, you know. So yeah. uh, it kind of does uh, – serves a dual purpose. Uh, we, no, I, I mean, yeah, I we, enjoy reading the books, and, you know, I get yeah. to share with with other people as well. Is there one book where that you um, – is there one book where that you absolutely love that isn't yours that you're like, oh, I wish I would have written that or thought of that or illustrated that? Is there, is there a couple favorites that you have that aren't yours? Children's books or sure, yeah, just something fun. I thought it would be might be a fun question because, you know, you, you it's always fun when another author recommends another author, and you can't say Sally Huss. Sally, <laughs> <laughs> so we love you. Oh, uh, you know, she, she's just got so I'll many to Sally choose Huss from. Her. I mean, like a hundred and fifty books, books. You know, <laughs> somebody other than Sally. <laughs> um, Carol Roman's books are great. Um, she does a series on culture um and history she has a uh, she has a whole, a whole slew of books 
Uh, she recently did one on spies and code breakers, and she oh, cool. she wrote about the uh, the spies during World War Two, and uh, I think that was great. That was really really interesting for kids. Um, yeah, it, this was most of her books are picture books, but this one was a. Um, was a middle grade, more of a middle grade young adult book, and it was a chapter book, um, so that um, y- you know, it, it, I mean, yeah, I would say probably ages eight and up could handle it, but it was more more for a middle grade audience, and it was fascinating. Yeah. She had some pictures. It was part biographical, so she had some of the life stories of these people and it was part history and and then she had some maps and it, it was just like the whole integrated uh picture um so that 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 was one of my my recent favorites um i like uh melinda kinsman uh, in great britain she does a whole bunch of um books for kids uh, that are pretty much elementary grade, but she's got books about dragons, and and she has this whole Top of the Wardrobe series, which is about a collection of, of children's stuffed toys that come to life and, and do different things. I love her books. Good. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I appreciate that because I'm always looking. I am. I have four boys and they're older. They're 18, 20, 22, and 24. But oh my gosh, I am such a children's book fan. I have so many children's books upstairs. I'm like, all right, you guys are all older, but I'm still reading these. <laughs> I'll just read them over and over again. I love children's books. So we've um, we've started a, a, well, we've moved a blog. We've had a blog within besteveryou.com for 10 years now giving Elizabeth's best award for, for books that we love, but we've um, separated it out as of um, January of this year to best ever So it is a budding little book blog award area too, but not a paid award, just a, just a blog and an award. Um, so we're, we're going to feature children's books, books with purpose, um, books with messages, books that teach, you know, all those, the same kind of thing, you know, just books that we find, you know, useful for kids and adults as well will be um, the carryover of the self-help books as well. So, um, and so Barbara, we're going to put you up there if that's okay. <laughs> I, I put you up on besteveryou.com today, but um, once I can, I'm, I'm going to be ordering your book so I get the actual paperback. And um, right now with, with Amazon, it's a little um, hit or miss with when things are being delivered, understandably, and so forth. Um, but are your, can you tell us, I know we have to go here pretty soon because of time, but could you tell us if a couple of, which books of yours would be available on ebook in case people wanted to get a hold of those? Uh, uh, right. This time right um, now? Well, uh, the ones that are available uh, on ebook right now are the uh, Little Miss History Travels to Mount Rushmore. That was the first book in the series. Uh, and readers will notice that there are a lot. That one uh, doesn't have a lot of photography in it. It's almost all drawing. Um, most of the other books have um, actual photographs that m- my husband and I have taken at the sites. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's available on uh, as uh, as an ebook, Mount Rushmore. Uh, also, the uh, Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum, uh, mm-hmm. and that one's real. That one's very popular with the boys as well. Um, that that one is is well, that's um, good to know. Kit and Kindle. The boys like well, they, they like the Sequoia, especially. They like the um, Intrepid book, uh, the Mount Vernon book. Uh, the third book that's definitely available right now on ebook is. Um, the Ford's Theater book, Linnemus History okay, Travels good. to Ford's Theater. I'll make sure and put those out. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, um, I want to thank oh, you for being with us. Oh, and the Adventures book. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, that yeah. The, okay, the, the New York one, Adventures The trilogy one. book, the one that has yeah. the three books in one, The Adventures of Linnemus History, that's also available in ebook. Okay. I'll do better sleuthing and find those and make sure I put those links out. Um, and then – with uh, with just a few minutes here to go, is there anything that w- we haven't asked you today that you would want to talk about before we go? Loved having you on. It was so much fun to, to learn about your books and you. Thank you. What a treat. Oh, let's see. Anything? Oh, gee. I think we covered a lot. <laughs> we got uh, it? Okay. You have, a, you have a question from uh, a, an audience, a listener right now. They, they want to tell all your um, social media where you hang out the most. Where I hang out the most. Um, um, on Twitter a lot. Uh, I have a page on uh, Facebook. Uh, okay. It's, it's facebook.com and then slash littlemisshistory.com. Uh, that's my website, littlemisshistory.com. I'm also on uh, YouTube. I'm developing my YouTube channel now. So uh, it's Barbara and Mojica on YouTube. Perfect. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much I'm everywhere around. But I've been <laughs> posting every day. Oh, this is something yeah I'd like to add. I've been posting resources uh, for distance learning. So I have a lot of contacts with homeschool people, uh, teachers, and authors. So we've been doing a story tell story time with authors on Facebook every day. I did one of those sessions myself with Ellis Island. But they can check out story time. Uh, Adventures with Authors on Facebook. Uh, and I, every day on my littlemisshistory.com page on Facebook, I post resources that I find. So I've been trying to update parents with uh, information as to, you know, where to find good resources uh, That's while really the kids helpful. are home. Yeah, I know I would have I would have loved that and and you know if my kids were tinier in an elementary school and and junior high and so forth that would have been um really helpful if you um if you see any college ones or anything like that <laughs> make sure you post those too because well, some a lot of them of, are you know pretty, you, this, you know there's a lot of uh yeah, common sense media does a lot you know for all the grades and you know if you you know look through my page i've got like as every day i post stuff so i've got like okay. yeah i definitely will on there yeah, and, and we're pretty well connected with teachers in Best Ever You. Um, some of my friends from high school and so forth are superintendents or of entire districts or principals. or So um, we have a lot of listeners today, so I'm sure they're finding that really helpful. So, um, Barbara, thank you so much for being on Best Ever You. I hope you'll come back and talk more about your books and, and tell us, you know, as you, as you put new book, books out into the world, we hope we're one of your first stops to, to announce them and all that good stuff moving forward. Cause I'm really big fan of your work and big fan of you. And, and thank you so much. It's, 
It's, oh, I it's appreciate really that, and thank you again so much for having me. It was a pleasure, my pleasure. All right, thank you, everybody. Stay safe and well, and thank you so much for listening to Best Ever You. Thank you. Thanks again to Barbara. LittleMissHistory.com and BAMAuthor.me are her websites. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You show. Want more? Visit us at BestEverYou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.